0: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous
1: partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Joining us now, man who needs no introduction, Ben Shapiro, host of The Ben Shapiro Show. Ben, thank you for taking the time. I was moved by your podcast on Monday about how we must stare the evil in the face Please repeat that for our audience and also share how the last couple days have been for you personally as a Jew, as someone who loves Israel, as I do too. Please,
2: Ben Shapiro. Well, evil is showing its face. And when evil shows its face, we have an obligation to look into it. The, the great lie that we believe here in the West is that everybody thinks like us. Everybody holds the same values we do. Everybody holds their children dear the same way we do. That, that is certainly not true of Hamas, an evil group. They They were not attempting to make a territorial incursion. They were not attempting to make a political point. They were attempting to murder as many Jews as possible in their beds to burn them alive. It's the worst event for the Jewish people since the Holocaust. And the response by many people, particularly on the left and is in the Islamist world, has been absolutely horrifying. Uh, the, that That is obvious to, to anybody who's been watching. As far as what the past few days have been like for, for me as a Jew, I mean, I flew back from Israel Friday morning. That was about 12 to 15 hours before these attacks began. Uh, we, were, we were lucky to get out at that time, obviously, with my family, with my kids. Uh, we have tons of friends who are still over there. I have many friends who have been called up in Milouim. That's the that's the reserves over there. We've, we first found out about what was going on over there on Saturday morning when my security team came and told me what was going on in, in sort of general terms. It was bleeding out over the course of the two-day holiday. Uh, because I'm orthodox, that means that we don't check the news. We don't watch TV. Uh, you we know, use our phones during that two-day holiday, so we're hearing rumors, and then obviously we come back online on Sunday night to the news that 700 Jews have been murdered at that point, and it now appears there over 1,200 Jews were murdered in this horrific terrorist assault. Uh, when, when evil shows its head, you have an obligation to look right at it, and, and the fact that Jew hatred has not gone away, that it's metastasized, that it's found new forms, that, that there's a thin veneer of anti-Zionism covering a, a cesspool of anti-Semitism. All of that is perfectly obvious to the naked eye at this point. If you can't find moral clarity in a time when one group is attempting to murder children in their beds, rape women and drag them away to Gaza, take Holocaust survivors and drag them away as captives or shoot them in the head. If you can't find moral clarity in that moment, when that same group is hiding behind its own children in order to maximize civilian casualties, to to attempt to stop Israel from protecting its own citizens, uh, or when Israel's northern border is threatened by emissaries of iran Uh, this is not an ask for american military involvement this is an ask for basic human decency
1: yeah and i've been perplexed by some people that say well there's more to the story i say what the hell are you talking about more to the story this was not an attack on a military base this wasn't rockets coming into israel which is bad enough as it is this was a targeted massacre this was the deadliest day of jews since the holocaust and i have to hear from some people well israel brought it upon itself And this is what some people are saying is that BLM in Chicago, the NYU president of the law, something NYU law, Harvard University, you have people in leadership positions that are saying Israel brought this upon themselves. And Ben, I think it would be helpful to respond to that, but also talk about where does this this sick hatred of Jews idea come from that Israel is to blame for their own people being killed in their homes? I mean, this no other word from demonic to believe such a thing.
2: And yet the American intelligentsia embraced that. No, that's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, the the, the fact is that this particular attack blows up every narrative that that has ever been presented in in terms of the idea that, that Israel is responsible for the violence against Israel. This particular attack was perpetrated from the Gaza Strip. Israel abandoned the Gaza Strip in 2005, completely pulled thousands of Jews out of their homes in the northern point of the Gaza Strip over protest. They, they left their homes. They turned it all over to the Palestinians. The Palestinians promptly burned all of them and burned the greenhouses that they left over there and then elected Hamas, a terrorist group, to be their government. That terrorist group has been in continuous control of the Gaza Strip since 2006. That's almost 20 years. They've spent that intervening almost two decades, building up military resources, firing tens of thousands of rockets over the years into Israel. The only reason this has not happened earlier, frankly, is because Israel's Iron Dome prevented mass civilian casualties Inside of, of Israel, the towns that were infiltrated and the innocents who were murdered, those weren't even in the in the settlement. So all the talk about, you know, the settlements and, and Israeli occupation, all the rest of this, this, isn't a non-Israeli occupied area. Israel got out in two thousand five, and the areas that were that were infiltrated in which murder took place have been part of Israel since its inception, since its founding. So none of those narratives hold up under the slightest bit of scrutiny. But again, none of the narratives have held up. The entire time for the last 40 years, it's just we've been telling ourselves a pack of lies about how you can negotiate your way into a peace with people who seek the destruction of the Jewish people. I mean, it's literally in the Hamas charter. It's not as though they're hiding the ball here. The Hamas charter from 1987, 1988 explicitly calls for the murder of Jews, not just in Israel, not just the extermination of Jews in Israel, the the, the Jews all over the world. And you can see that, by the way, reflected in many of the protests in favor of Hamas. There's protesters in, in Sydney, and they're literally chanting, gas the Jews. I noticed they weren't saying evacuate the settlements; they're saying gas the Jews. The notion that somebody building a bedroom in Efrat is responsible for terrorists crossing a border and murdering babies in their cribs is utterly morally bereft. It's it's benighted. It's it's disgusting. I mean, where where does Jew hatred come from? I mean, very often it comes from a it's effectively a giant conspiracy theory about how the Jews are in control of so much of the world's power, which is which is a shock as a Jew that only fifteen million of us on on planet Earth and uh, Israel has been signally unsuccessful in its supposed colonization attempts, considering that there are more than 50 Islamic countries in the immediate area and Israel's a tiny sliver of land on the Mediterranean. Uh, The the notion, again, is that that Israel is responsible for all the world's ills, which is really just a cover for Jews are responsible for all the world's ills. And we're seeing that the, the ugly effects of that today. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up.
1: You know they talk about oh maybe a two-state solution, three-state solution. What Hamas was trying to do was a re, was a resurrection of a final solution. Okay, that, that this is not about this is trying to kill Jews and to try to do a genocide. Ben, I want you to respond. Some of our audience is not convinced. I've been receiving emails the last couple of days. Charlie, why do we care about Israel? We should put America first. You know Israel is not our friend. How should we as conservatives respond to that, Ben? Because I'm sure you get some of that. Not all of it is mean spirited. I'm not not every one of these messages are people that necessarily are anti-Semitic, but they see our own country collapsing and they don't necessarily have any sort of interest for things that happen abroad, not to mention Americans were killed, Americans being held hostage. How would you, Ben, respond to
2: that sentiment? I mean, you you did point out 22 Americans were killed. There are apparently multiple Americans being held hostage over there. But beyond that, uh, obviously, I don't think those two things are in conflict. I'm, I'm very much in favor of America following her own foreign policy interests. But I, I think that there's a category error that's been made by some members of the right, that the ridiculous belief that America has a moral duty to intervene in every conflict on the basis of morality, obviously, it's silly. But the converse belief that America never has a duty to provide even moral support when an ally is being attacked is similarly absurd. Uh, the, the, no one in Israel, by the way, is asking for America to get into a direct conflict with Iran. I know there's that straw man that's been set up by, by some people. That's, that's ridiculous. No, nobody in Israel, by the way, is by, by far the most pro, pro-America pro American ally there is. I mean, by polling data, Israelis love America. Uh, not only do they love America, they provide extraordinary levels of, of intelligence support military technology to the United States, uh, their powerful economy in the region, uh, their powerful intelligence asset in in the region. That's just on a pure realist level, putting aside all of the sort of moral coincidence that that exists between the state of Israel and and the United States. Again, there can be arguments to be made and, and had over what America's foreign policy commitments ought to be, how much money ought to be spent on foreign aid, and all of the rest. But the notion that there shouldn't be any sort of baseline care when Islamic murderers run through a border and start murdering Western civilized babies Uh, I I find that hard to I find that hard to imagine. And I also think that many of the people who are making that sort of argument would not be making that sort of argument if you were talking about Islamists running through a border in France and and simply murdering babies in a preschool.
1: It looks as if Israel is going to invade the Gaza Strip, which I'm glad you mentioned that Israel gave the Gaza Strip back to the Palestinian Authority. It was a functioning territory. I, I believe even there were vineyards and rolling hills and it was fertile. You mentioned greenhouses. And the Arab Muslims come in and they smash all They say, oh, it's an open air prison. Well, it wasn't when you got it. OK, it was actually a rather functioning, stable place. It was a producing place by this open air prison thing drives me crazy. If it's an open air prison, why do you keep on increasing your population? The whole thing is ridiculous. And I want to I want to talk about strategically. And then how should America respond and support uh, geopolitically, militarily? Israel has significantly blessed my life. It has strengthened my faith. And to see some people not quite understand that has been has been disappointing. How should then Israel respond to Gaza? It's 2.5 million people. Some critics say, what, are you going to ethnically cleanse the place? So, Ben, you've thought deeply about this. You know, the geopolitics of it. How should Israel militarily handle this? Because you and I both know what's going to happen, Ben. Give it five more days, seven more days. All of a sudden, the media, all of a sudden, the international groups are going to turn on Israel it's, it's already happening. You can already see it, right? I mean, the bodies are still being counted and they're already turning into Israel. So do you have a fear that Israel could potentially overreact and do more long-term damage to
2: themselves than good? Your thoughts, Ben? Well, no, I mean, they need to reestablish military deterrence. The biggest problem with this entire terrorist attack is that it it punctured the Israeli sense and the Middle East sense of Israeli impregnability and this sort of fortress that that was Israel has been breached. And and so Israel needs to reestablish complete military dominance right, in the Gaza Strip, particularly, there are a few ways to do that. Obviously, Israel is being extremely careful about what it's doing about civilians. They're They're literally issuing warnings in Arabic to people in particular areas. I mean, I've played the videos on my show of them issuing these warnings, telling them where to go. They're telling them to get out. They're telling them, they're calling buildings before they hit them and telling them to get out of Hamas. Of course, hides behind civilians. They, they put their military headquarters for years underneath the hospital because they want to maximize civilian casualties for the cameras. And so what I would suggest to the West is first of all, recognize who it is that Israel's fighting and that when civilians die in Gaza, that is because Hamas wants them to die in Gaza. Right now, there's apparently a deal that's being worked out between Israel, the US, and Egypt to open the the so-called Rafah crossing, which is at the southern tip of the Gaza Strip. The Gaza Strip borders, not just Israel, but Egypt. Uh, Egypt has been very reticent to allow refugees to go in there, uh, civilians to get in there because they're very much afraid the terrorists are going to enter with them. Uh Israel, in, in military terms, is going to have a couple of choices. The the biggest choice is going to be whether they set up some sort of broad demilitarization zone, DMZ, uh, along the border. Right now, the, the fence basically goes right up to the Israeli border, and they were assuming that fence was impregnable. Obviously, that wasn't true. So they might have to set up a DMZ uh, on, on the border and then probably try to bring in some form of international governance. They're going to try to minimize civilian casualties. They're going to kill everyone they can find in Hamas. Uh, and then they're going to have to set up an alternative government, I would assume, preferably with, with some international input. The, the great lie here is that what Israel desperately wants is to is to rule over the Gaza Strip. Israel tried so hard not to rule over the Gaza Strip that they allowed their own citizens to be put directly under the umbrella of rocket fire for nearly two decades. So Israel does not want control of the Gaza Strip. The problem is no one will take it. Egypt doesn't want the Gaza Strip, just like Jordan doesn't want the, the so-called West Bank Judea and Samaria. And, and so the, the question is, who can be set up in that area in order to actually provide some level of decent governance? Uh, and obviously the answer is not going to be Hamas or an Iranian proxy. It might need to be some sort of international caretaking group it might need to be with input from the saudis but um hamas cannot at the end of the day be in control of the gaza strip if, if hamas is in control of, of anything other than its its own gravesite then israel has failed so ben how then should america respond you know one thing that you and i
1: might see a little differently i'm pretty war weary i i don't support sending money to ukraine but i stand 100 with israel so i'm not i'm not supportive of sending u.s troops but israel has a total right to defend itself In the ideal, how should America respond to this? Not just morally, morally 100%, but militarily, money, troops. And is there a fear that this could potentially become a broader regional conflict and get
2: Iran involved? So money in arms, obviously. So Israel is going to need restock on supplies, particularly of Hezbollah, which has been threatening in the northern border region of Israel. If they get involved, Israel is going to need resupply. And uh, the Biden administration actually is doing the right thing in providing that. Obviously, the Biden administration in encouraging Iran over the past couple of years uh, has some complicity in, in the rise of Iranian muscle flexing here, which is really what, what this is. We have to understand that geopolitically what's happened is that Iran was flexing its muscle in the Gaza Strip in order to provoke a war so as to preserve the possibility that Saudi would not enter a peace deal with Israel. They didn't want a Sunni-Israeli deal that would essentially marginalize the, the power of, of Shia Iran. Uh, that, that's what a large part of this is about. As far as what America can do, moving the aircraft carriers into the Mediterranean is a smart move. Uh, telling Hezbollah that if they if they step off that border, that there will be consequences is actually a smart move because deterrence works if Hezbollah gets in, Israel is going to be forced to go in with the the air force. If they go in with the air force, they're going to be stretched very thin. They're going to need to do everything they can to simply end the threat from Hezbollah. If Hezbollah is actually in danger of falling, if Lebanon is in danger of falling away from Iranian influence, there's a possibility that Iran gets in. So if you want to prevent a regional slash world war, the best thing that America can do right now is say to the terrorist group that is Hezbollah, you better stay off that line. And, and to Biden's credit, he's at least done that. Now, again, do I think that, that Biden is is at least partially responsible for the encouragement of Iran toward these sorts of moves? Absolutely. I think his weakness on Iran has been absolutely devastating for the region. Uh, listen, I wish President Trump were still president. But the, but the fact of the matter is uh, that in terms of preventing American commitment of, for example, troops mm-hmm. or, or more materiel, making sure that this thing is contained is top American priority. By the way, yes. Israel's priority, too. Israel does not want a three front war.
1: Man, if President Trump was president, none of this crap would be happening. And Joe Biden finances the terrorists and he allows Iran to go wild. Ben, thank you for your time. We pray for Israel and pray for justice. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.